<laughs> Welcome. I am I'm very excited to be here. I love that our kids are in here. I think that's what makes me excited because kids around just energizes me. So if you're noisy, I don't care. If you're running up and down the aisle, I don't care. It won't bother me. Feel free to roam around. In fact, I kind of know what that's like to be a kid like you. When I was a kid in elementary, I had the best elementary teacher ever. Her name was Mrs. Blackburn, and she loved me so much. She saw me for who I was, and I think that's why I was so attached to her. But I was one of those kids that probably you teachers probably drive you crazy. I love to talk to my friends around me, and I love to go get up and go check on my friends or people. Hey, what are you doing? How's it going? And so Ms. Blackburn could figure that out about me. She knew that's who I was, and she didn't want to squelch that spirit in me. And so one day I showed up to class and I was sitting at my desk and I was like ready. And she had these pieces of paper in her hand. And she said, Susan, I love who you are. Here's these pieces of paper. I'm not going to stop you from talking to your friends or getting up and going to check on everybody. But every time you do that, you have to give me a piece of paper. And when you're out, you can't get up or talk anymore. Well, I don't have any papers up here. Nobody has told me that I can stop talking or not talk. So we're going to be here for a while. No, I'm just kidding. Bow your heads and pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity to gather together and to praise you and to worship you. Lord, I just ask that you speak through me. I just ask that what is spoken today that resonates in someone's heart and it's what they want to hear. Lord, I don't want it to be from me. I want it to be from you. We bring all this to you through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, well, when I was asked to do this, I was talking to my kids one night and I was like, what on earth do I have to say that would impact a room full of kids, teens, and adults? And what could I say that has not been said before from this screen and better by Rick Ashley? And then my son reminded me, if we all thought that way, then why would anybody get up and speak after Jesus Christ had spoke? So I thought, okay, well then let's just go for it. And so today, I just want to share with you one very simple truth, a simple truth that has carried me for a very long time, and that's that God is always talking to us. I know that's something that sounds so simple, but I think it's something that we don't always think that we hear or that we don't know that we hear or we don't think that we can hear because we might be going through some really, really hard things and we might be thinking, why can't I hear God? I see all these other people hearing God. I'm going through something really hard. Why wouldn't he be moving in the middle of this situation? I know I have felt that way before. Even when I feel like I hear him all the time, I can shift so quickly to that going, wait, why can't I hear you? I was hearing you earlier. I don't understand. But one thing I love so much is if we go to the word, there are so, so many scriptures about how God is with us through troubled times through deep waters, through the valley of death. And I think that's what I love about this is that he knows what we are going through even before we're gonna go through it. He knows our heartache, he knows our pain and he wants to talk to us and he wants to tell us things and he wants to encourage us and he wants us to be able to listen to him. And I know all this is true because I, it's from the Bible. And if it's in the Bible, it's what? Thank you. If it's in the Bible, it's true. So let me just read a few scriptures to you just to prove my point. Isaiah 43, 2. When, not if, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When, 
not if, when you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Even now, Psalm 23, 4. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge. He's our strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. With not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble to the sea. He's always there. He's with us in everything that we are going through. You see, what I think happens, I think that we get these filters on our ears and our eyes, and it's the filters of the enemy and it's the filters of the world that keep us from hearing and seeing God. Because we can get distracted so quickly that we can hear other things and we think that that's God's voice or we think we're not hearing it. That's what God, that's what God does is he clears all that away so we can actually hear him. You see, he's always there waiting for us to look at him and talk to him and, and just pour into us. It reminds me of when I was a kid, my, my dad just, he always just seemed to be there. And there was this huge storm that was coming during a school day. I was in elementary and there was a huge storm coming and it got pretty bad. It got pretty bad that tornadoes warnings were going off and it looked like the tornadoes were headed for the school. And so they escorted all of us into the cafeteria and we had to get all down in a ball. They were saying, get down in a ball and put your hands over your head. And I was terrified. I still am today. I hate storms. I was terrified. And as they were escorting my class through the doors, I looked up and there was my daddy. He was standing in the doorway and I ran up to him. I hugged him. I said, daddy, what are you doing here? And he said, I was just in the area and I believed him. I can't believe you're here. This is so great. And I hugged him. Years later, I was in high school and the principal called all the students into the lobby. And as he was standing there, he was there to share some tragic news about one of our students. One of our students had been in a tragic go-kart accident and our principal was standing in front of the doors where you enter and exit the school. And as he was sharing this news and my heart sank and I didn't really know what to do with what he was sharing, I see this shadow coming behind him and I kind of peek my head around and it's my daddy. He's walking through the door and I ran up to him and I said, daddy, what are you doing here? And he said, I was just in the area. I was like, what a coincidence, this is the worst day. And I hugged him and he made me feel better. Years later, I was in college, I was a freshman and I was feeling really homesick and I was really missing home. And I was in my dorm, probably studying because you know, I'm the study type and I was studying really hard and everything. And I was thinking, oh, I just wish I could talk to my dad. But see, we didn't have phones where you could text. And if you called anybody, it cost money. So you couldn't really do that. And I was just sitting there like probably crying and the phone rings and I answer it. Hello? Hey kid, it's your daddy. Daddy, oh my goodness, I was so homesick. I can't believe I can hear your voice. And he goes, what are you doing? You want to go to dinner? I'm just in the area. He did not have work in Abilene, Texas. But I think about my earthly daddy and it just reminds me of our heavenly father. He's always in the area. He's just there. But that's the thing is like, I was surprised every time my dad showed up. I was surprised. I don't know why I was surprised. He just was always there. But we're surprised like that with our heavenly father. We're surprised when he's there waiting for us to run into his arms. See, I don't think that we sit in anticipation as we're waiting for the Lord to present to us, to talk to us, to share with us. I think he is always in anticipation for our every need. That's what it feels like. But I don't think we're always in anticipation. That's why I love the story of Simeon. Simeon is in Luke 2, if you want to read about it. 
It's in Luke 2. And the wonderful thing about Simeon is, well, first of all, side note, I can say what I want because I'm up here. Side note, one thing that we do with our kids is when we read stories to them from the Bible, we have them just think about two things. We have them close their eyes and listen to the story. We have them think about two things. And those two things are, I wonder and I notice. And so when we're reading scripture, those are the two things that's going through their head. So they're hearing this story and you would be in awe of what they notice and what they wonder. In fact, last Christmas, I was teaching a class with one of our elders, Nino, and we were reading the birth of of Jesus. And after we were done, we said, what'd y'all wonder? What'd y'all notice? And one of the kids said, I wonder what Jesus looked like. You think he looked like God or Mary? And of course, Nino and I had our strong opinions and we were kind of debating the whole thing, forgetting what we were there for. But if you really look at scripture that way, you wonder what is going on and what is happening in that environment. That's why I love Simeon. Simeon was a man who loved the Lord so much. And what I love about this story is it talks about how the Holy Spirit was resting on him. Isn't that a cool image? The Holy Spirit just resting on him. I love that image. And it says in there that the Holy Spirit revealed to Simeon that before he died, that he would see the Messiah. And so he was ready. He was in anticipation for this. He was ready to see the Messiah. And so one day he had that urging from the Holy Spirit to go to the temple. And the thing about back then is when you were, had a son, your firstborn son, by the law of Moses, you were called to go to the temple and present your sacrifice to the Lord. And what you did was, if, if you were a good, wealthy, upstanding citizen, you bring a lamb. And that's what you would sacrifice. But it says in some of the different translations that if you were of meager means, if you were poor, then you could sacrifice pigeons or doves. And so that day, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple. They were carrying pigeons or doves, one of the two. They were actually holding the lamb. They weren't presenting that. They were holding Jesus. And Simeon looked up and he knew He was anticipating the Messiah. And I wonder, like, if everybody else was, they were looking as they walked in. I wonder if they were sitting there going, ooh, they brought pigeons and doves, like they're poor. Look at her clothes. They're all raggedy. So they were looking with their worldly eyes. They were looking with filters that the enemy had placed on their eyes and their ears. But Simeon, no. Simeon ran in and scooped up the Messiah and praised God. Because he knew that he was told, you will see the Messiah before you go. That's what I love about that story is he just sat in anticipation. I just got back from camp, um, Camp Revolution, a few days ago. And camp is really fun. It's for our third through fifth graders. And it's a time that we have a lot of fun. And we talk about Jesus. And we were really trying to get the kids to hear God and to hear his voice. And in that, one of our little nine-year-olds, Levi, he's so precious. He was on one of our prayer walks. And on that prayer walk, he just said, Lord, please reveal yourself to us right now. And the way he describes it was this big breeze came through and the wind was blowing in the trees. And he said, I knew it was the Lord revealing himself saying hi to us. But see, I was there and I was like, oh my goodness, it's 104. Thank goodness that breeze has started. So I was not anticipating that like Levi was. We all need to sit in that posture of anticipation, anticipating God's voice, 
Anticipate seeing him and hearing him everywhere he's at. I want to be like that. I want to feel like that every single day. That's how I want it to be. You see, sometimes I think that we disassociate ourselves from God's beautiful, mysterious story. I think that we think that we're just a regular kid or we're just a regular teen or we're just a regular adult with a regular job. We're so basic. There's no way that we are that valuable that the Lord is gonna think that much of us, that we're worthy enough to be spoken to, that that worthy enough to be healed or taken care of. We get lost in that. Those are those filters. That's what the enemy can do. He can sneak in and change our mindset. But you see, I know we are so unbelievably loved by our Heavenly Father because I know it because it's in here. And anything that comes from the Bible is what? It's true. So let's read some scripture. This is our love letter, guys. This is our love letter from God. So when you open this up, just know you are reading a very special love letter just for you. Let's look at Isaiah 54:10. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. John 3, 16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. 1 John 4, 10, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. You see, God sees value in every one of us. We're not too far gone. We haven't messed up too much. And I may, some of you, some of you may be sitting there thinking, yeah, you don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. We are so valuable. Look at this $20 bill. This is worth a lot, right? Does anybody want this? Yeah, 20 bucks, this is a lot. What if I like wadded it up like this? Tanner, would you still want it if I wadded it up? Would you? What if I like threw it on the ground? No, I took my dog out to the bathroom this morning and I like stepped on it like that. Would you still want it? Because it's still worth value, right? Even though it's all crimpled and crinkled up, if we open it up and we spread it out, this $20 is still worth something, right? You want it? You can have it. You are precious in love. Just know that. And he's the favorite. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, just kidding. That's what I love about our Heavenly Father is that he, his love for us is so big. Think about somebody that you love. Think about somebody that is so special to you that you wanna talk to him all the time. Think about that. That's how much God loves us. He loves us so much that he wants to talk to us. That's all he wants to do. He wants to tell us things. He wants to know, you've got this. I know it's hard. See, I know what it's like to experience hearing God. I've experienced it in big, mighty ways. I've heard his voice. He has led me through some really, really hard things, hard things that I've lived through, hard things that I'm still living in right now. And it's so clear to me when he speaks to me. I know it. I know he's leading me in my next step and my next step. But then all of a sudden, I turn around and I'm like, oh, look how he's talking to them. He's not talking to me like that. What is happening? I don't hear him. Wait, why don't I hear him? 
What's going on? Well, he was talking to me so loudly and I just don't understand. Where are you? You were so loud earlier. Maybe it's, maybe it's me. Maybe he's got other people that are more important than me. I think that a lot. Well, there's other people. Like, I'll, be, I'll just get back in line. I'm not getting at the back of the line because I'm like, oh, y'all go first. I'm so great. No, it's because I don't think I'm worthy enough. So I like step to the back going, oh, yeah. No, they're, they're more important than me. They're better than me. So you talk to them. That's probably what's going on. You're probably talking to them. But this is the thing. We are all called children of God. We are all a child of God for a reason because we're all still growing and we're still learning. And we always will be. We are always children of God. We don't know enough. We're never gonna know enough. So sit in that posture of knowing that you're gonna grow and learn from him. So we get really distracted, right? It reminds me of that movie Up. You know that movie where... The little, there's a little boy and then there's the grandfather and in the middle of that they're like trying to with the big balloons they're trying to get back to somewhere I forgot I don't know but all I remember about that movie is this dog there was this dog in this movie and he's sitting there he's all focused like this and he's listening and he's like this and he's like intense that's how I feel like with the Lord sometimes I feel like I'm sitting there and I'm like yeah yeah what what I hear you I hear I've got I got it and then all of a sudden it's like squirrel and something over here happens and it distracts me. And I'm like, oh wait, I don't know. Isn't that how we are? We get so distracted so quickly. That's the enemy. That's the enemy changing our filters. That's the enemy fogging up our eyes so that we can't hear and see the Lord and what he's trying to say to us and what he's trying to share with us. This is what I want us to do, guys. I want us to sit in anticipation for the Lord. I want us to have that posture, always anticipating what's gonna happen, always waiting. Your eyes, whatever your, rest, your eyes are resting on, that's probably the Lord. He's talking to me, I hear Him. This is what you need to know. Each one of you were uniquely and beautifully and creatively made. So don't you think the Lord is gonna talk to you in a way that you understand? Don't you think that he's gonna communicate with you the way that he designed you? Don't look at other people. Don't look at other people in the way that he communicates with them. He's talking to you. Turn the volume up. Whether that's through people, whether that's through radio, whether that's through a song that pops up, whether you're sitting there and it's like Levi and you feel the breeze, he is talking to you all the time. I wanna invite our prayer team forward. Simple message, short message. Elders, prayer team, I don't know what you're needing today. I don't know what you're walking through today. I don't know if one day it's good, one day it's bad, or it's just bad for a really, really long time. You can hear the Lord. You just gotta be anticipation and waiting for it, be ready. God thinks you're amazing. And the great thing is, is the way that we get to talk to Him is through prayer. That's where the battle is. That's where this battle is. It's through this prayer. It's through prayer. You get a chance to speak to God. You wanna have a conversation with Him? Go to Him in prayer. That is how we get to communicate with our Heavenly Father. What an honor that we get to talk to Him that way. And now let's sit in this posture 
where we can hear what He is saying to us and we are anticipating us. I'd like everyone to stand up with me right now. Faith is super uncomfortable. Faith isn't easy. It's not easy to sometimes to sit in silence and to wonder what the Lord is saying to you and if He's even there. It's not easy. So bow your heads with me. Join me in prayer. Dear God, we come to you in prayer, unleashing the gifts of heaven to this earth. Through this prayer, Lord, we are going to push back the kingdom of darkness. Lord, we want to come out of agreement that we aren't worthy enough to have access to you. We want to come out of agreement that we aren't, that you are not here moving. Lord, we come into agreement with all of your promises. Lord, we come into agreement with your truth. Posture. 